Okay, hi, Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet. And uh, once again, I said this in uh, our earlier episode this week, Kix is not going to be here this week, but she will be back next week. Back to our regularly scheduled uh, sibling banter, okay? But um, I'm here. And we have a really exciting episode with Emerson Collins. Uh, we're going to break down everything Bravo. Before we get to that, though, once again, as we always do, we want to just take a moment to uh, chat some pod logistics and say thank you to everyone who is rating, reviewing, subscribing, and helping support this uh, this business venture of my sister and I. Uh, thank you, guys, for all your messages, all your support, all that stuff. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, there is... I need to do something. I need to help. I need to help somehow. I want to show uh, the pod some love. The easiest way to do that is by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on uh, your uh, streaming service of choice, right? So uh, the best one to do that is Apple Podcasts uh, for the reviews. So if you rate five stars and uh, write a nice little review, we will read it here on the podcast. So uh, we're doing that today, or I'm doing that today. And this review comes from... Brittany Bitch 91. Love the name. Uh, and uh, the title of the review is Very Fun! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Five stars. Love the dynamic. Lo- oh, excuse me. Love the dynamic between the siblings. Makes me feel I'm a part of the conversation. I'm watching Bachelor in Paradise because of these two. Also, love their Bravo recaps. Well, you're welcome because it's been a spicy, uh, spicy season, the VIP. And if you're listening to this, you're likely not listening to our VIP recaps if you're listening to this Bravo episode. So I want to encourage you to go peek over there because there's some fun, fun stuff going on. I know that there's been darkness in Bachelor Nation through the years, but there is brightness and darkness uh, in VIP. So I, I, I challenge you to come to uh, the beaches of Mexico with us and enjoy that. It's, it's been a blast. Um, but yeah, once again, you can have your review read on the show if you just write one. So make sure to do that. And then if you are thinking to yourself, you are like, I want to support the podcast uh, with my money. You have money. I don't have money, but you do. And you want to support us that way. Uh, you can subscribe to the Patreon. We have three tiers on our Patreon, $1.99 a month, uh, $4 or $8 a month. One ninety nine gets you audio only uh, versions of all of our Patreon recaps where we cover origins of reality TV. Uh, $4 gets you the uh, videos as well as the audio. And $8 is just if you um, made some extra coin one month and you want to just show us some love with uh, an $8 donation. This, once again, helps us pay for our Zoom and uh, our, our tech stuff. We don't have producers. It's us. And by us, I mean me. I'm the producer. <laughs> so uh, that is a great way to help. So please go do that. And... This is enough of my boring kind of like pre-show chat. So we are going to get into it with Emerson Collins of The People's Couch. Remember that show? Love The People's Couch. Break down everything Bravo this week. Uh, and uh, I'm sure we have a lot to dish on. So we will be back in one second with Emerson. Talk to you soon. Okay, and we are back, uh, and by we, I mean me, my sister's not here today, uh, to uh, break down all things Bravo with Emerson Collins. He is an actor, a producer, a director. Uh, he was on The People's Couch, uh, remember that show? Uh, and he is currently the co-host of The Dell and Emerson Show. Uh, check that out, Emerson Collins. You can follow him at Emerson Collins, at Actually Emerson. That's the Twitter handle. And we are very happy to have you here uh, in the dumpster with us today. Emerson, welcome. Thank you so much. I love that intro. It's really shortened as like jack of all trades, master of none. Like not good at sure. any one thing. You just pile you them on and you make your way through. I didn't say you weren't good at any of those things. Oh no, that's me. That's me. It's <laughs> sure. like, not good enough to do just one thing. You need to do 17. You, and here's the deal. I only listed about a third of the res. <laughs> it really is like a constant sense of inadequacy. It's like, oh wait, there's free time. Let's learn to do something else now. You were also in Rent on Fox, Rent Live. Yes. Uh, what else? You you uh, you performed at Flower Mound Performing Arts Theater, where Kix and I grew up. Dallas <laughs> Connections. It really is like all of my life is in support of my goal of being an actress full time. And since I can't accomplish that, you just keep doing the other things to be like, well, I'm available. So let's do this other thing. Yeah, you got to do it all. And you got to be on yeah. Bravo, which work. Yes, which 
it's so funny because like I love that it's like remember that it's like it was a long time ago now people still are like is it coming back I'm like no, no. y'all it's Bravo graveyard like I'm, <laughs> the Miami housewives coming back to Peacock has made people think like we could and I was like that's not happening but that's very well, sweet what's what's well first of all Destiny made her return to Bravo in a different form. She graduated. Like, there's <laughs> sure. like, like, but here's the way I put it. There are Bravo celebrities. They appear at BravoCon. I could not get a ticket to go as a fan. You couldn't? They wouldn't even give you one? I didn't ask. Okay. Also, they like, probably... like, let's, let's not be delusional about our place in the greater Bravo cinematic universe. That's absolutely true because I'm sure there were other fellow cast members of said show that probably did pull that card. <laughs> well, I will say that I did put the bug in more than one person's ear of like, we don't deserve a panel, but I would love to be a moderator. You would be a great moderator. I mean, it's like already like p- part of what you do. And like you also were on Bravo. I mean, I think we had moderators with uh, smaller resumes than you moderating. Like post La 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 lockdown in the future. I'm yeah. hoping that someday when there's BravoCon LA, you know, like DragCon was like, sure. oh, this is big. We'll do it both coasts. That we could like weasel our way into like the LA rendition. I, do we think that it will ever actually return in reality? Do you think that we'll really do 2022? Or do we think it's just too much of a hassle that it's like not even worth it? It's weird because it's that weird disconnect sometimes between the network and the fan base and the people like you all that live in the like greater cinematic universe who understand the fan base better sometimes, I think, than the network does. Because yeah. like the small VIP experience they did, like they need to do the drag conversion where like Shannon Bador has a booth with a giant poster of herself and a throne that you like pay $30 yes. to take your ticket with. like, And she's just, like I selling just, salmon cream cheese. Yes, correct. <laughs> like freeze-dried meals. Like they yes. tell me the expired ones. I'll hang it on the wall. The thing is like people would buy them. But here's the thing is like, I, I, I wonder, I wonder with that though, because I don't know how most of our wives are pretty delusional, which is how we like them, right? Yes. But I don't know that they, I don't think, I don't know that Shannon would get that what she, we're buying it to laugh at her, you know? Oh. Well, I also, I heard that, like, they had to explain to so many housewives why they needed to come to BravoCon. Like, you know, because they weren't paying them what they usually pay for things. And, like, they didn't understand the concept. Yeah. Of, like, the win that you get for the social media exposure of people, like, Instagramming, waiting in line to meet you and, like, how that works. Um, and, like, the hustle of, like, selling your merch. Like, I want the t-shirt companies Right. Taglines like I want season two old taglines merch. Yes. Huge profit industry for them. But if somebody like the big drag queen company that runs all the queens did that, the housewives and managed all the merch, it would be like the greatest day because I don't even need the panels. I would just wander the booths. No. Be like, There's a pin of like Teresa with the table. I just want like a, a pins for my chest. Yeah, like you can lay on the table and Teresa's flipping it, like as you lay on yes. it, like a- anything. Yes. I am the most basic Bravo viewer. Like everybody's like high minded, like theories behind why seasons. So I love it all. Like I'm a trash viewer. I'm like, oh, I love it. that. Your dumpster diva thing. Like I really am actually <laughs> that. I'm the raccoon, like digging through the garbage, like loving it all. I don't hold banana peel. Yeah, I identify as that. Like I'm full in with the banana peels and the pizza slices, but my yes. sister kicks is like, is I I've I've I'm pulling her, I keep trying to pull her and she's Dying like grasping she's like grasping <laughs> for air. <laughs> it is. It was like when people get into the big like oh this is terrible. I'm like y'all I love it all. When it's good I love it. When it's bad I love it more. When it's frustrating I laugh hysterically. Like uh, give me all of it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm so excited. We have so much to talk about. But before we chat all things Bravo, yes. Um, we got to check in. Uh, about your journey with reality television. So we like to chat with our guests and ask them what reality TV made them dumpster divas. Uh, and yeah. in addition to what show, once again, doesn't need to be Bravo. Uh, we want to know, like, is there someone on reality that, that like you really identified with really, you felt like made the genre, uh, your genre. Yes. yes. So as a, like a, a person who's always worried about not being good enough. I listen to a bunch and I know that there's the problem. So I'll do my real one, which is very similar to others and fast forward it. Okay. I definitely came to reality. Like so many people through the real, real world. world. Everyone says it. Yep. Mine is aggressively specifically the like queer gays experience of like, it was the first time I saw people like my closeted self on TV, like right. Dan, Anissa, Ruthie. Right. But which leads me to the, my first big reality connection was the New Orleans season, and it was the trio of Melissa and Julie, mm-hmm. like the 
Norman with and Melissa throwing the chair and the okay. race discussion and Danny and his blurry don't ask don't tell boyfriend Great. that like as a closeted homosexual in Texas like Danny was one of the most bo- like lots of the gays in the real world were actually boring once you got past like Dan in Miami it was like Danny then Chris in Chicago and you were like snooze fest but yeah you're here right so we had to like Karamo and it got better um so but that trio hooked me in reality but then I was for years a snob. Like I want to be an actress. Reality television's like ruining acting on television. Okay, yeah. So I went away for years and years. But in college, my freshman year at Baylor, my two roommates went to the church that Jessica Simpson's father was the youth pastor at. Oh no! So they grew up with Jessica Simpson. What? Now it's really a six degrees because I don't have like a great Jessica story. We did watch her single play on Dawson's Creek at one of their houses with her there with like a big group of people before, like before newlyweds, like very early. Wait, so you were like in the same room as Jessica? Yes. Oh, wow. Um, And like, but they all went to high school with her. So that was our like, so when that happened, I sort of tangentially like knew what was happening with like Chicken of the Sea and all of that. Uh-huh. But I didn't come back to reality until Table Flipping New Jersey and then I didn't start really, re- and I did the whole Queer Eye, but that was separate. Queer Eye Project Runway. Yeah, it feels that like was- not really, like, like it doesn't feel like it qualifies in this genre, you know? It was in that weird, they, they sort of launched the competition genre, but right. not like family lifestyle reality. Right. So then I really, really joined, I lived in a house with five other homosexuals, six of us in a five-bedroom house. Sounds and scary. With the lot, I mean, like, delightful and ridiculous and all the stereotypes you can think of, uh-huh. like a drag a drag 40th birthday party, those sort of things, um, where I dressed up as Avril Latrine. Oh, great name. Great drag Uh, name. I'm decent with, like, random drag queen names. My current one is Patsy Recline. uh, Love it. She she does all her numbers sitting in a recliner. (laughs) She only does country divas. Only country. I was going to say, it has to be only country. She's pushed out onto the stage and she just lip syncs in Wait, that recliner. So, so I'm, I'm right now I'm outside of the city. I'm upstate New York right now visiting uh, one of my best friends and him and his partner have like a running list of drag queen names. Yep. And one of the best entries on the list was made by my father who Ooh. came up with the drag name Brie Osh. <laughs> I love her. Love everything about her. Um, Another recent fave, Impala Abdul. Impala. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, and my, wait, my best one in like the last two years was Cabaret Sidibe. No, no. We <laughs> and Gabby saw it on Twitter and was like, yes. She like Cabaret gave it a thing. I was like, I almost retired with that one. Because I, in fact, I wrote it into a script with my like work husband producing partner Del Shores. I was like, we're naming a drag queen at this institution, Cabaret Sidibe. Cabaret Sidibe is genius. I like yeah. I'm not very good at it. I tried to I came up with them the other day that they shot down that I but I thought I thought maritime something with maritime law, like maritime law or something like that would have been really cute, but no one thought it was funny. The um Seance Knowles. Okay. Like that. Um, She's a witch. Um, and then we get like, these are off. And then we have the not successful ones. Like the musical theater queen is Eliza do a lot. Yeah. But I, th- I think that works. We've, I, I, there are some scary drag names on real drag queens, in New York city. So. And then I grew up in contemporary Christian music. Same. So like uh, Sandy peppermint Patty. Wait, Sandy. Wait, what is that in reference to? Like in terms Sandy of. Patty. Oh, Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Like, yes, they're not, they don't all win. See, I always it's feel okay. like I have to get the like, you get like the top good ones and then you have the maybe not. <laughs> oh my God. We need to like compare lists. I'm like, there's also, um, I also love like the irreverent ones, the ones that like make yes. no sense. Like yes. um, there's this, uh, this comedian on Instagram that we like always share his videos back and forth. And I'm, I'm being like such a bad person right now. Cause I'm not remembering their name, but uh-huh. they do like drag name, like reels on Instagram. Yes. I'm sure you've probably yes. seen it around. Yes. But one of them that came up with it makes me laugh every time is <laughs> it's just Jenny, are you okay? <laughs> Stop, it. Stop it. Stop it. I don't know why. Stop. It's so fucking funny to me. Jenny, are you okay? <laughs> uh huh. Then we have our spooky queen, Apothecary. Great. Um, and then very industry a- an actress character that only does like lip syncs and delusional like actress monologues okay. named Anna Vale. Love it. Like when, you get, 
yes. For people who don't know, when you get booked for a role, on they, a bail. Ask, yes. they ask, are you on a bail? Anyway. Yep. No, Anna Vale's good. No, Anna Vale is a really good. I really like that one, actually. And her brother, Noah Vale. No, <laughs> the drag king. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> we welcome all types of drag here. Of course. Wait, so I was Wait, getting back I know, we to... didn't even get to it. What were you saying? Don't worry. My, the, the radio show that Dell and I do, like, he has, we lose track all the time. And I'm always like, so anyway. So we started watching Beverly Hills is really when I dove into full time, like Bravo, like watched every episode. And as every new season of the other franchises uh, premiered after that, I joined them at that point. So Beverly Hills, I started from the beginning and everybody else, I jumped in where they were. Beverly Hills, I said this on a couple episodes ago, I think, like, I think season two, like, I'm not a diehard for BH. I'm obviously loving what's happening right now, but um. I think it's it's it can be kind of hot and cold. I do think season two is the best f- season of Housewives. Period. Of like all of everything. I actually do. Yeah, because I can of go with you on that. because of yeah. there's we have humor. We have we have Great. darkness. We have ten thousand storylines. Yeah, and we have family. Family. We have yeah. like there's just so many parts of it, and there. And I know this is gonna sound so dark, but there's something so captivating. Like, and I know you, we're all going to cringe listening to this, but about seeing Taylor's story, like play out, you know, like, I know it's not like, it's certainly not like funny or fun to watch, but like, it's like so real that it's hard to not like be so just like enthralled in the whole story. It's also, it's the best of what reality can do. Right. Because I also think separate from like the darkness of that, I think a lot of women really related to the experiences that Taylor went through. So yeah, I think there's, a real, an, there's an importance to it. And it also balances out like the shows work best when there's authentic drama. There's like obviously manufactured drama that becomes real drama because we took it too seriously. And when there's camp combined with like money spent on, you know, it, they work best when it's all of that in yeah. a season. And that's one of the only times Beverly Hills did that because Beverly Hills is the least authentic of the shows to me always has been. Yeah, and they- like, yeah. One thing happens in a season and we do it all year long. Like we didn't notice because for years, the wit of Lisa Vanderpump and her machinations worked great together because everyone was so presenting a brand. And then I think her departure and this current revelation and the new cast this season is also one of the best housewife seasons ever for that same thing. The combination of the Grey Gardens Hilton of it all, mm-hmm. the introduction of Crystal as the foil for Sutton, the Sutton Erica, and the very real world impact. And that combined with my big, I've loved the last year of shows that lots of people have been frustrated with the franchises because uh-huh. I've been fascinated to watch how the pandemic of it all, the lockdown of it all, impacted people so differently. And I yeah. think we've seen each franchise, people deal with that differently. And I really, really find that compelling. Other people are calling it boring, but you know, I had a mental breakdown, had to go home and like get new pills. So I'm very relating to like yeah. different people. No, I mean, we all, there, there are different, like, I, I think that all of us will look back on this time and remember a different version of us pre 20 March of 2020. It's just, yeah. there's no, it's not that version of us will never be back. It just yeah. isn't like, it's just life. Yeah. Like we have yeah. to adapt, like you adapt yeah. and you have to let go of so, those things, you know, and that sounds kind of like morbid, but I don't mean it that way. Like it, it can be positive. Like there are positive things that, I mean, what we're doing right now is something I didn't have in 2020, yes. I mean, in the beginning of 2020, like a podcast. That's great. Like I, like there are positive turns to it, but we can't, we have to acknowledge that it is a completely different version of ourselves that we're, we, who we are now, you know? Yes. And what's well, like any any great trauma uh-huh. like has an impact on you and of course. how this particular literally worldwide trauma affected each of us is different, but to deny that there wasn't a huge impact is sort of silly. Oh, absolutely. And I think we, I think, you know, I, I, a big thing I've said a lot about Roni this season is that I think we're, we give them too hard of a time, especially as someone who live lives in New York city and was living in, in New York city during the time of them filming that we were in uh, like a second wave of, of COVID where we essentially were in lockdown again. And so they had to get creative with how they could create a television program. And it's like, 
like it's hard to do like and in Beverly Hills they're doing if we notice in Beverly Hills they're doing the same thing they're just going from dinner party to dinner party and no one's complaining because it's working right but yeah. when when we're hopping in in New York we all have issues and granted there are there are other issues obviously that are leading into that but like but I think we we need to give them a little bit of uh, a, an easier time on that side of it and also we like time moves by so fast right so like today is a different day in COVID than it was a month ago in COVID, right? Yes. So we're watching shows that were filmed so long ago and we can't be so hard on them for how they're dealing with certain things because we probably were, if there was a camera on me in that time, I probably was doing something not COVID friendly then maybe, or or overly, or like I was overly cautious or do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, and also that each city went through different phases at different times of the lockdown, like there was the period, like the beginning in New York, the rest of us cannot relate to what you all went through with that. Yeah. And then there was the weird period where LA was still very closed and New York had like opened way back up. Like, yeah, everybody was at different moments. And then you add to that the emotional weight of it, your personal trauma, like where, you know, all of that. Right. I feel like it revealed different problems. Cause like on the New York side, my perception of this season is so different than so many, like the boring thing, I don't actually understand. I found it really interesting. Like. Leah at the beginning of the season was very how I was when my mental health was struggling. Yeah. You know, like I just I have nothing. I don't I don't make sense. It's like there's stuff all over the place. You're Jewish now. Yeah, yes. Suddenly <laughs> I'm converting, you know, it's right. just making choices. Um, but I feel like it revealed a different problem. For me, part of why Roni's always worked is that though most like Ramona, Luann, and Sonia sort of refuse to grow and change. Mm -hmm. And so every year they're in a new place and we watch Ramona dismiss the service people. We, you know, we know that Luann's going to be delusional about the show. We know Sonia's going to get too drunk and we're going to be frustrated with the house. Like we know those things. Right. We sort of enjoy them because, it, well, it's a different resort this year and the rest of the cast moves around them a little bit. So it's different. This time there were no new stimulus for them mm -hmm. to, to interact with and engage with. So I felt like that was the bigger thing of like, I know exactly what's going to happen Whereas Beverly Hills sitting by themselves doing the same thing. The breath that Beverly Hills has had this season, I've really enjoyed in the edit. We yeah. sat much longer in scenes. We haven't cut just to like story point, story point, leading up to fight, leading up to fight and out of this scene. I've loved the like lounging in La Quinta, the yeah. like lounging at the lake. One of my favorites was when they were like playing Jenga. And Lisa Ren is in the pool going, you guys. And really what she's saying is, I don't know. The cameras are still rolling. Should we make scene in the pool right now? And the rest of them were like, we're not doing that with you. I enjoyed what that said, both about how they all approached shooting the show. Yeah. I thought it was very revealing of their energy with each other in a way we don't often get to see. So I really loved the lockdown perspective. Yeah, no, that's a great point. You have a great perspective on it because I think we all could afford to be a little less critical of uh, these television programs. I'm going to say that. I want to say that again, television program. And I definitely, <laughs> I definitely am a soap opera viewer. Like there, there are real, real issues that have come up in the last year that are important for us as people to engage with. I've seen, I think we've seen a lot of that around it, mm -hmm. but in just the show, I'm not a viewer that's like, I hate that person and therefore I want them off the show. I'm like, I don't even look at them as villains. I think season to season of antagonists rather than villains. Yeah. Like what is a villain? A villain is somebody who's making your show interesting. You know, right. I, I enjoy the good, the bad, the boring, the like, I think you need all the personality types, the sit back, the commentariat, the like instigator, yeah. the weepy one, the Shannon Bedore to go running out of scenes every time that a new person shows up on your show. Yeah, and the sleep we always and we always need the sleepy one too. We always need a Robin in the corner, a Cynthia Nixon in the not yes, Cynthia. Going, I just said what? Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> you definitely did, and I went right with it. Be like, you know, the the, the almost governor of New York one that's in Atlanta. Um, you know, that's fine. Cynthia Bailey. <laughs> The Cynthia Bailey of it all. Yes. Um, well, let's let, let we were talking about Beverly Hills. Let's chat about it a little bit more. So uh, this the episode title is Dinner Party from Hell Part Two, which is fucking genius because it really was that. I also we love a decade later sequel. You know, yeah. it's like it's very Avatar. It's very Legally Blonde three. Like yes. we did Legally Blonde one and two, and then like fifteen years later, Legally Blonde three, yep. and we're also grateful. So like, yes. Oh, I would still consume it. Like I'll consume, I'll consume Dinner Party from Hell Part Five in like twenty oh. years. Trash raccoon. I'm here for all of it. Yeah, every absolutely. Time. Um, so the whole thing really takes place at Kathy's house, which I was so thrilled for. 
Um, because to see what, how, really to see how that other half lives is, is really interesting. The Downton Abbey Hilton episode of it all, like, and finally also really seeing, like, we talk about, like, money across all these shows. There's money, and then as, like, Rena said, there's, like, a whole other level of money that is, like, Kathy Hilton. It's real money. The first representative. Like, when you have staff that are worthy of more respect than the cast members at the table, like, where is the spinoff that is just Patrick going through his day? And like, you know, ab- absolutely. And I, I want to get my hands on some like uh, paychecks because I want to know how much this staff makes. I guarantee you Patrick is better paid than like first season housewives. Second oh, season. Easy. Housewives. Oh, I think he, I think he's definitely making like, like over hundred K. I like, I think if he sat down at the table easily more than half of them, he's making more than. Sure. And he's been there for a minute. I'm sure. Yes. He also, I would have watched the unedited entire footage of this dinner. Like, I'm annoyed that we didn't see all the courses. I was like, what was served between the caviar pie and the lamb? I, like, wouldn't know every detail. (laughs) And you could tell Erica had no interest in eating that caviar pie. Because he goes, he goes... Are you sure you're finished? Because a slice of that caviar pie, my, fr- my my friend Dan and I were talking about. It, I'm like, that caviar pie slice has to be worth like a thousand dollars, like the slice uh, of the pie. Like definitely. After what was that? Now I'm, I'm about to do what you did earlier. That Kate Blanchett movie where she was like Russian and there was like ca- I don't know, an ex boyfriend of mine went somewhere and had like caviar and vodka because it was in a movie we just watched. Okay. And it was like, the most expensive thing I've ever like paid for was this like one course of this one meal. Okay, so I am trying to, I, I want to get, I want to see like numbers, like for like a little yes. tin, which I feel like that's like the not right term, but you know what I mean? Like the little tin. I think it of, is. There are is those it? weird little tins. The same like tin the same makes thing. it sound so like cheap, <laughs> you know? Well, I feel like that's the comedy of it. It's like, it's, first of all, it's this terrible, salty, garbagey nonsense. Right. Uh, it's like, like it's, it's a cat it's food a container. Yes. <laughs> it's like a bored rich people thing. It's purely a status purchase. And do we think, I want to get my hands on how much, I, I'm really into money today for some reason. I just want like, want to know. Like, I want to see some numbers. Like, like I want to see. the cost of that pie right. if you ordered it somewhere? Thousands and thousands and thousands. I think of it was easily minimum $6,000. Minimum. Oh, totally. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a 10 grand pie. 10 grand Can pie. And then you like American pie it. I don't know why that came to yeah. me, but I'm like, if you make that, a $10,000 pie, you should definitely try to fuck it. I don't know that fucking a caviar pie would feel great. <laughs> no. There's not a lot to, there's point, not a lot of there there to hold on to. Fair. But when you're throwing $10,000 <laughs> out the window, like I feel like get every use out of it you can. Oh, Kathy and Rick have fucked in all sort of expensive spots for just a, a, a quick lay. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, well, I, I think that in BravoCon 2028, they need uh-huh. to, like, have a viewing room where you can just sit, like, at the Met, like, and just watch, like, the unedited footage of that this whole evening. But also, how much money would we all pay for a 10-course dinner that every course was just an iconic meal that was the cert- that was the setting for, like, a particularly important fight? The number does not exist. Correct. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> like a giant banquet hall and it's just like and this is the meal that was served when da 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 absolutely so something that i i have been waiting to talk about i've been like i shouldn't post about this because i should just save it for the pod i think lisa renna i don't know where you stand on renna in general but like I think she was literally sober and like pretending to be drunk. Like, I don't think she was sober, but I think she was like nowhere near where she was. Like she was like trying to like change the topic of the conversation by just like holding this dog and like, like screaming jokes into the air and like grabbing bells. And I'm like, I don't buy that she's actually blacked out. Like, I'm like, I think that you like went into this thinking like, I need to do my best to like divert the conversation for my friend Erica. Uh, here's why I disagree because my love for Rinna is like the instigator role, right? Mm -hmm. She knows that our job is to make a television show and I show up ready to make a television show. So I will fight with you about nonsense. None of it's important. Um, and I honestly feel like if she had been closer to sober, she would have been more actively verbally engaged in the conversation. Good point. To me, it was like, she got so drunk that she forgot she needed to like help change the subject. Like, were people doing coke in your bathroom? Okay, you know, like, well, you're convincing me. 
a verbal diarrhea on behalf of a friend. And I think it was like, I'm so drunk that like, here's the puppy and there's the bell. And like, she flipped into the Kathy Hilton, like, what are we talking about? Like, who is she? Who's right. here? But you could be right. And maybe she just thought there's nothing to say. And like, I'll ring the bell and like, you can ring my bell. <laughs> right. Like, she she brought, I think, I think you are probably right. She just brought a chaos to it that like did yes. really, it did play a good part in this dinner party from hell because we have yes. like, we have Kathy who could like pay for everyone's rents at the table for the rest of their lives. Um, and is like, what is happening in my home? And then we have Lisa Renna, who is like making out with a uh, a little like palm poodle mix. Yes. And then we have uh, Sutton, who's in like full on Jim Carrey the Mask uh, cosplay. <laughs> I don't understand her wardrobe. What? It, there's no through line. I don't even understand where you find these things. Like the amount of like strange appliques or I'm like, I, don't, I get that they're like expensive designer clothes, but how do you consistently find the one that's somewhere between like the Afghan over my grandmother's like thing and like the middle school librarian, like knitted coat, yeah, a fashion dress. I'm just fascinated by her aesthetic. Or lack thereof. I was saying there isn't one. Don't well, you but think? it's like, but it is, it's like a, aggressively specific, this choice she keeps making. I'm like, <laughs> What draws you to the choices you make? I mean, you well, know, it is not, the, the, it's, it's not like she goes to Kohl's and pulls like a basic sweater set and is like, you know, so it's like, there's no. an aggressive choice. Right, right. Well, so something I thought about last night and like, I don't know if it was just like the wine had hit and I'm like making things up, but like. Also, yes. Also, also, yes. Um, But I feel like, like if you were directing this as a play, right? There is a choice that was made in in this scene that was unintentional, but I think if there was a director, they could have made this choice. Erica's outfit looks like something that Sutton would wear, right? And Correct. Sutton's outfit looks like something Erica would successfully wear. And yes. it's almost poetic that they have this like swapped like aesthetic Yes. And they're feuding with each other. It like, it, yes. I was like, there's something like so like meta about this whole interaction because don't you, it, you know, it, and maybe I'm thinking about this because we just came off New York where they're like doing each other cosplay. Right. Yes. But like, yes. but they really looked like they were in each other's cosplay. Like we have flipped, like that we have now taken opposing sides in a discussion and wearing each other's clothes. I mean, the visual of it, this whole season, the whole, like, we're dressing to go nowhere of it all. Right. Is one, so hysterical, and two, so relatable. Because there was that, like, six months where we only wore sweatpants, and it was like, why am I bothering? And that was sort of thrilling for people like me. And then you reach the, like, oh, I need to put on pants because I need to do some work today. And if I don't put on real pants, I, like, won't. And so, like, this, like, we definitely dressed up just to go to your house because we can't go anywhere else. And the two of us chose to dress as each other when we arrived. Deeply identify with that. Yeah, there would be so much symbolism stated by the director of this production with this choice. <laughs> I think you're right. And also, someone like should it. do this as a one-act play at, like, a Fringe Festival. Or, like, in Texas at one-act play festival. <laughs> well, also, there were all those boys who used to do, like, the New York ones. Yeah. Like, we need to go back to doing the readings of episodes. I know, we really should. Summer. This, I mean, yeah. this this will be one. This has to be one that they do. I also love that Kathy Hilton and her continuous ability to, like, it really is, like, Beverly Hills Grey Gardens for me. Like, the costume of the day. And sometimes she's Little Edie and sometimes she's Big Edie. And that she sat on at the dinner table where, like, the point of dinners is to have drama and went, no, no, no. The point of this dinner is to eat food. <laughs> Meanwhile, she sat at every other dinner going, what's happening? I don't know. I'm checking my lips off and <laughs> Or like, I don't know this person. And she literally said out loud, no, 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 this is for food. Like, I love that she has no idea what show she's doing at all times. She has no idea. Like, I think and the cameras, I think she, I think there's so much, think about like being Paris's mom, right? Like people yeah. are everywhere. Like people are always around you. Like there yes. are cameras, like she's so yeah. used to it to the point where it works because like, because she doesn't, there's no turning on or off. She's just like, Correct. oh, that there's just people here. Like that's what it, yeah. it's like. Oh, and it's like, and that's Tom or whatever. What, what's this? I'm sure some there's some days where she doesn't know if it's for that other thing Paris was doing or like for oh, this is the one I'm doing with Kyle. Okay, sure, absolutely. Um, well, I go back to with Kathy. My deep dive look at the beginning of the season when she was so genius immediately and thought, 
I can only imagine that the producers of this show have been desperate for this to happen for so long because of course they've seen her with Kyle in the few appearances we've had and so they've known what they would get if they could get her yeah my deep dive I'm still obsessed with the like the Michael Jackson the Jackson family connection yep because I had no idea that she and Michael were that close that she Michael and Latoya made a pact in high school to name one of their children Paris. Yeah. And that is why there is a Paris Hilton and a Paris Jackson. And Latoya names every other pet Paris because she didn't have children. Yep. But they were like that close, that close. So her perception of media and also that weird explanation with Kyle of like the American woman show that she never watched, but was like offended by the concept of because of her greater perception of media reporting it's fascinating that combined with the extreme wealth she's had so long that like reality for her has no relation to reality for the rest of us. No, no relation. We're, like we're... that phone call to Kyle of like, what were the seeds she needed? She definitely like she called Kyle seeds. the way she calls the concierge at a Hilton. Absolutely. Like there was no difference in that moment between Kyle and like the concierge. I need this. And it appears. But I do actually, you know, I do actually get the vibe that she treats everyone that way but also treats but also treats people well well. yeah yeah like she doesn't give off the because there's nothing more disgusting to me than someone who doesn't treat like support well oh in fact i would she's definitely to me in the category of like i respect you based on how who you are yeah and she definitely has more respect i would assume for patrick and their like friendship in this work environment and she does for that then yes who you know that one Oh, God. What was that episode where she literally couldn't remember her name? Yeah, yeah. She was like, and... Um, her, or her. The other one. She basically was like the other one. And then she goes, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Like, it's fine. I'm, I have made the choice that that's not sticking in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she goes, um, the my British friend. And Erica says, like, she's from Connecticut. And then she goes, whatever. It was like one of my favorite moments we've had from her. Yes. It's like when you have that friend that dates people so much that you're like, until they've been to group dinners like eight times, I'm not learning his name because like, <laughs> I don't have hard. time. <laughs> like I can't. Like, what does this one do? Okay, great. No offense to you, but unless until you repeat like four times, I'm not investing here. I feel like <laughs> Kathy does that with Kyle's friends. She's I, like, I agree. That, that one. You know what? What the one with the like Buka? Like what? Is she, what is she? Yeah, her. Buka. I want Kathy Hilton to go. To the Capri room at Boca de Beppo. That like, is like a whole show in itself. Like a three part a three part miniseries on HBO Max. In our Lala Kent lockdown uh <laughs> mental health breaks, okay. we couldn't go anywhere and we'd get in the car and just drive around LA just yep. to like change and then go back home. Our big loop around LA included driving right past that Boca de Beppo, and it was funny every single time. It's oh, like, oh I'm and so you know, and there it is. There's the lemon room. Oh god, I'm so jealous. I want to go so bad. Uh, speaking it's of Dorit, though, we, I gotta, we gotta talk about her. Like, I mean, she's forgetting the show aspect of this whole thing. I think a bit. Like, I'm like, yeah. you've been here for a minute. Like, you're do, you're pulling something that like our our first or maybe second season housewives pull where they like contradict themselves to the point of like no return. And she's yeah. entering into some really dark territory with the way she's like coming down on this Erica storyline. And the editors are doing her zero justice on this yeah i know it's interesting watching the women i feel like it's really hard as viewers because we got so much of the information about this so long ago Mm -hmm. and we're watching the women get it much slower and i feel like so many people are having a hard time wrapping their heads around what what the women know versus what we know when a little bit right like until like the big la times article right because i feel like we all remember that yeah and even that it was like this is crazy what is it with Housewives and Christmas? Like Luann and Palm Beach, Christmas Eve. Like it's a, it's a tainted time. <laughs> it's a difficult news time for the ladies. Um, you, like, <laughs> it makes I for mean, great Christmases em- for the rest of us. Emerson, remember- wait, we have to pause for a second because we ha- we all remember where we were on Christmas Eve of twenty what seventeen when we woke was- up to the news. In a tram at LAX, getting off to get, I, I mean, like, I can see the tram around Absolutely. me. I can, I, my family was staying in my apartment for Christmas, and in New York City, it was our first Christmas, that, like, in our apartment, and I, like, was on the couch, and I just remember, like, sitting up, like, I was, like, waking up or something, or, like, yeah. just relaxing, and I sit up straight, and I was like, yes. oh, my God. 
Oh, yes. No, I like had to pay for the Wi-Fi the moment I got on the plane because this was all still like rolling out because yeah. I like flew home on Christmas Eve. But in the Dorit of it all, um, it felt like it was very interesting watching how they all dealt with, particularly in La Quinta with the LA Times article mm-hmm. of like, Rena was like, we're making a TV show. So anyway, I feel like Dorit and Kyle were very quiet on the like, whoa, this could be really big. And I don't know what to do or say right. about the real world stuff of this versus like managing this for our show. Like there was some very quiet things for a moment there that were fascinating to watch. Cause you could sort of see the real world crash into that, the reality television of it all. Yeah. And then that first like Sutton gathered everyone at Dorit's house. And by the way, that's my favorite thing. I want to host a party at your house. Cause it's cuter or like whatever. <laughs> Right. I've definitely done that in my life. Like, can we have my birthday party at your house? Because, like, we can't have everyone at my one-bedroom apartment. See, thing. I'm always... I, it's not that my house is nice. It's that, like, I'm always, like... Ang- I'm always the one that's, like, anxious to host. Like, I want to host. So I'm always, yes. like, have your birthday party at my house. Because I want to yeah. do it. And I live life with, like, the permanent fear that, like, no one will come to my birthday party. So I'm, like... <laughs> I will host the crap out of something for someone else. Like, I'm a great promoter of other people's work, of other people's life, of other people's celebrations. And so weird about, like, promoting my own stuff and me. Well, Emerson, I would come to your birthday party. I appreciate it. Um, But I I feel like everyone got real, you know, ooh, about it all. And then, like, wanted to back away for the reality TV show shooting part. And I feel like Derek's been the most caught by that that they all had a really real how we're feeling, how we're afraid about. And it's the stuff they can't say that's annoying. And we all know as viewers, because what they want to say is we all shoot a TV show together. And every time the TV show gets mentioned related to you, that has an impact on us and anything else we do separate from the show. Right. That's not weird to be concerned about the impact of that. Not at all. I, I don't understand like why we're acting like idiots. Like you guys are in the articles. Like what like, Dorit was saying is true. Like she's like, yeah. no, like we're listed in things. Like it's worth, it's worth us like ha- having pause on this. Yes. And I feel like Garcelle, like Garcelle did the real, like actually good friend. That's what I would say. I would like, we are not trying to rain on you, but it's not weird that we all had a moment of if this is really big and even if it's not about you and it's just about Tom and it always gets, but if it gets associated with our show, that affects so many of the things we do. Right. And that's not even a judgment on you or what happens and doesn't mean we don't want to support you, but it's not weird that we were all like, oh, for a moment. No, not at all. I mean, she is just so out of touch and this I've been I've been very like anti Erica for a while not anti just she's never really done it for me and it's hard it's hard 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 to see her just not acknowledge the fact that there are people that are in such a awful place because of the actions of her of her husband right and like it's just like to not be broken down and be so remorseful because of for just for that like but instead be like angry at like people asking too many questions like it's like you your anger is so displaced right now and it it's disturbing how you are so unemotional when it comes to addressing the fact that there are people that are without not only money but without loved ones yeah I feel like I've been trying to think through because I don't think of like I don't see her as like the worst human being ever. So it's weird. No, looking I, at- I don't either. I, I, I don't mean I don't, that. I don't mean that you are, but like, that's what I mean is that like, I, for, I now see last night, particularly what I'm watching now is she may never get any money right in the divorce. If, if they decide that the victims are in front of her, that like, she gets nothing from the, like it will drain everything there is and goodbye. Yeah. She knows she needs this job on this TV show. So she knows she needs to show up and shoot these scenes and she needs to do enough in these scenes to be a compelling cast member to continue beyond this because this is her biggest paycheck in life right now. And I think her only. But I, yes. But so I feel like what we watched last night was the exhaustion of, I know I need to make drama, right? right? I know I need to be engaged in the scenes because historically that's not my personal choice as a character on this show. So I need to do it. And we're seeing the emotional fray of like that and like wanting the women to like, can we do it a little bit and then move on? Like the, it's like she's asking on camera for the off camera asks essentially. I feel like we saw the most of last night. Like 
okay, but have we, haven't we done it enough tonight? Can we talk about something? Can we go off me now right. is what she's trying to say. And I'm wondering if, I feel like she must have been told, right, by her attorneys, her personal attorneys, regardless of your personal feelings related to the impact of his thing, you can't say anything about the lawsuits and the material in his, right? I feel like the only reason, otherwise she is like the coldest human being ever. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't think she can, say, but... But, she, but I would, I don't know how you don't get to the, what I would be feeling at this moment now is like, whether, because I, I am in the like, I, there's a level of rich people and privilege that the most of us can't relate to where like money gets tossed around and you're like, great, it's there, I can spend it. And you don't. But I would be feeling now the like, I spent, like yeah. what I would be feeling is that I spent yeah. money that should have gone to these people. Like where I would have to say, I think, is the like, the literal clothes I'm wearing, the tours that I did, the the things that I did to build my own career was on the back, unknowingly, on the backs of things that should have gone to these other people. And I and it's gone. And I don't know. I didn't know. But I also can't repay it. And that weighs on me, you know, in a way that I can't describe to you. That sort of thing, I feel yeah. like, I feel like that's something we're all wanting, right? To yeah. In, in the, the social media presence is hard, like, like her just rampant tweets like make it worse because like if anything like that could be your moment like watching it back to like clarify timelines or clarify things like that and it's like instead you're just like entrenching yourself as this like as this villain i mean like she is becoming a villain she, because i know you said there are no villains but she's she's, well, uh, she's exhibiting <laughs> villain behavior in real life you know when i say no villains i'm like to me kenya moore is not a villain no, she's a great she's, instigator she's an icon but, i love kenya but, yes but people often put that's what i mean people yes, that say yes. well, she's a villain i'm like people like rena kenya like that's instigators right. to me and they're they're by tamra you know, they're vital mm -hmm. to the shows because they will say the thing. They will bring that from one scene to the other to start the fight. Like, yeah. That's quote unquote villain. When we're talking about real life impact and like the weight of this is so incredibly large and like those victims and the things that we've all seen. But yeah, I feel like that at least would be the piece, the humanizing piece to know mm -hmm. that you are bothered, that you unknowingly your life was afforded mm -hmm. by denying it to these people. Yep. That at least that recognition. Yep. Um, Cause I don't, I feel like that's what we would all feel in that moment, you know, of like, oh my God, I went on vacation and this man that my husband mentored didn't get the money. He was, you know, that. Or sit, I'm sitting here in the, in clothes that like yes. were paid we're for, paid, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. But, well, Things are happening there. Let's 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 uh let's it's lightning. <laughs> let's um, lighten the mood a bit because we gotta <laughs> chat about this this uh party. Roni, I was literally laughing out loud every time they walked down the stairs in like yes. each other's outfits. So yes. I was like, this is genius. I don't it know is. why we've never done it. And yes. I'm actually like seeing Ramona say, I want hot cock is like A yes. so relatable. And yes. B <laughs> same girl. Uh, and B, like something I never know, knew I needed from a singer. <laughs> I know I was so, and it's part of why, like I do, I didn't hate, I, I didn't have the problems this season other people did. And that exemplified it for me. Cause mm -hmm. like everyone was hysterical. I am with, I saw someone online say that Sonia definitely looked more like Kyle because uh, <laughs> <laughs> of that hat, yes. which made me scream and was correct. But I felt like there was such joy also in the way that they lampooned each other. Absolutely. Um, you know, that like, cause like Leo was so aggressive with like the, the wine bag and like, but that they all like loved it. And it felt like such great ribbing. And when they sat at the table and answering the questions. It was like sweet. Like there, was, there was so much love uh -huh. underneath the, uh, underneath the criticism. And at the, at the core, that's, that's when these shows work best. Yeah. You know, it's like, I love you, but when you do bullshit, I will call it out and we will fight about it. And then we will work through that. All of them, all of them cracked me up. Luann as Ebony and Ebony loving that so much. I'm and sorry, Ebony, that when she that. walked down the stairs and she goes, my name is Ebony Williams. It was like literally like her drag race entrance yes. line. She's like, yes. she's like I mean, that my name is Ebony Williams were. and I have something to say. <laughs> yes, they were fully drag race workroom entrances. Completely. Like, everyone writing their lines. And it's funny when sometimes something's so forced, because like the idea could have been so forced. Right. When everybody like digs in deep, 
yeah, the result was so great. I feel like felt like that was such a high finish. For it what really was. was. I'm gonna I'm pain. gonna watch it again. Like I really yeah. am because it, it was. I seeing Ramona just the idea of seeing Ramona sing or be like hot cock like that those words just like really hit the ear right you know also because let's be honest because Ramona playing Leah was just more authentic actual Ramona sure than the, like, Ramona represent it's like what Leah's always been saying like she's a giant hypocrite because when she's in the mood to talk about whatever that story she told about that man's peanut like yeah. she, <laughs> when she wants to do it it's fine right and her being Leah was just Ramona being Ramona when she's not criticizing Leah. Well, there's a sense of therapy here almost, not to get yes. too deep, but like there to to one to see yourself, right? Is is yes. definitely has to be therapeutic and also yes. to ex, to be to have to be someone that you have hated is also yes. therapeutic in its yes. own way and it, it makes you love them. Well, it's like I feel like it's relationship counseling 102, right? Where right. they're like, "Okay, great. Tell us your problems now. Be each other." And do the thing that they do that bothers you so you can see what it looks like. Yeah. Yes. It, Just that. It was amazing. And, and if you can laugh at that when someone else does it, one, it means you know yourself. Well, I'm at the point in my own life, like <laughs> internal work always happening. Uh-huh, of course. Where, like none of us are trying to be perfect. What's really important in our relationships for me, I don't need anybody in my life to be perfect. I need you to know what your things are. And what I mean by that is like, for example, I definitely relate to (laughs) Ebony so directly. I can be a little pedantic. I can be occasionally patronizing when I think I'm being helpful. (laughs) There's a tone in my voice. I know. No, that's me as well. But I know it. So like if you're in my life, you can say you're doing that thing. And I always feel like you can work through anything if we know our stuff and you know when you're and when someone calls you out, you know what they're talking about. If that person doesn't see that thing in themselves. At some point, you either just accept it and don't mention it again, or you have to move on because you can't fix it. Does that make sense? It's you so like- really are, Emerson, you were speaking to something that I believe so deeply in me, is that, like, you have to, like, and this is why I, I, I don't know how good I would be on reality television, is because things, like, things can weigh on me, but I think things are so it's such a loss in life to like to hold on to things instead of just addressing them head on and being like, Hey, that was weird. I don't like that. Like just, or, or saying to me, like, like, because I think something I do a lot is like, I, I I can be, I can be patronizing and I can also be a control freak. And like, if I'm micromanaging someone, if someone just turns to me and says, Hey, you're micromanaging me right now. Like, I think like I would, I would love that feedback (laughs) because, because I want to lead with love and lead with like, you know, but sometimes I can, I feel like you feel similarly. Sometimes it's like, no, I think I actually, I know how to do it right. (laughs) Yes. There, I mean, sometimes like, sometimes, sometimes I just don't. There is a right, a right answer. Um, well, it's also there's, cause I go to, there's the things we can change and we should. There's, there's the things we can change, but they're hard and we work on them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we succeed and sometimes we don't. And then there's the things we cannot change. You know, there it's okay also to admit there's certain things that's not going to get different. And if you love me and you're going to be in my life, know that that's a thing, right? Yeah. Like, I have the friends who it's like, no matter what, he's late. 20 years of being late. It's, you know, we've talked about it, but I can't do with him. <laughs> but like, it means you disrespect me yeah. because like at this point, I've let you do it for 20 years. If I'm getting upset, like that's on me. Right. But we work on how we talk to each other. Mm-hmm. That's the workable thing. But my life new like ethos has been say the thing. Say, you know, I don't say do, the thing. Really, do. I don't do well with confrontation. So I'm in the world of like say it when it's annoying, so that you're not saying it when you've waited a long time and you're angry, right? Like, yes, because it bothered me a little. Right. Say it then, not like when you want to scream it at somebody because they've been doing it for a long time. Because I like fight or flight in those kind of conversations and like want to shake and it's awful. But if you say, I need to talk about this thing you do to me, I'm here for it all day long. Yeah. You know? I completely, no, I, I completely agree because like what happens is that when it goes too long is that then I'm like, so you're like, you've been thinking about me like this, like for how long? Yes. And that hurts. Yeah. My, that hurts my feelings. Cause then, yeah, well, then I, I, cause then I just made it about me, but well, but I mean, that's not wrong because it's like I I would be the same. It's you sort of go, well, I could have worked on this if you had said anything, right? you know, right. Or, or maybe I couldn't. And like, you have to deal with it. Well, wow, <laughs> we're really going through therapy here today, Emerson. Thank I you. Know, sorry. Like, well, my funny enough in the Bravo thing, 
I was always like Bravo casual, you know, like the big brother viewers, yeah. they call the people who only watch the TV show casuals right. they watch the live feeds. I was definitely a Bravo casual, like where I watch all the episodes, but I didn't pay attention to off season. Like I don't follow the Instagrams. I like don't know the news in between. Mm-hmm. But that lockdown era gave me time to invest <laughs> sure. in the greater Bravo cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, so in my own personal work and thinking, I've had time to think about my, you know, growth or whatever. It's great. I so I, I'm. I hope no one I work with uh, listens to this. But I did. The irony of this moment right now is I did tell my office. I was like, "Hey, I have an appointment like at five. Like I have therapy." Yeah, <laughs> I, I lied. Um, and here we are. Uh, but let's be honest. At this point in our adult lives, all of our friendships include like inherently includes some therapy, uh-huh. and it's only a problem if it's only one sided, right? Sure. I can't. I can't wait to get fired for this a year from now. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. my my CEO is like, uh, I was binging your podcast and I heard this episode where you said you lied. <laughs> One of your coworkers like, hey, you said that thing about you don't like it when people wait a really long time and they get mad. Well, like, just now got to that podcast from a year ago. Um, and I'm going to tell you that was fucked up. That you took off and that pisses me off and I'm upset about it now. So, so if you're listening and you are that person, please do that. Please do. <laughs> Like I'm sorry, no longer available. <laughs> what what was the drag name? Uh, no avail or uh, and yes, no yes. avail. Sorry, uh, you thought you 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 called on avail. You've reached no avail. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, well, let's chat a little bit about uh, Surrey County, Virginia, a little bit before we let you go. Uh, <laughs> Because another hilarious week in uh, the town of America that I never knew I needed in my life, Potomac. Um, I, it's so funny. I watched. I was Potomac from the get. I same. from the jump. I like understood the genius that was going to be Karen Huger and uh, Giselle Bryant. I like understood and saw that immediately. And I think they're the greatest lesson to reality TV queens that they like both understand that it takes both of them. Mm-hmm at all times like it only works because it works because of both of them and that franchise just continues to be gold at every turn i mean the joker would be nowhere without batman and vice versa correct it is very that and they clearly both get it so they like fight and fight and fight but they both show up and they like fight the new fight and they're just both delusional enough that like you know we it won't get boring um and they continue to just knock it out of the park with the people they introduced to that cast i mean mia the gate is a home run cast member. Like we, from, we need women lying about. Like she's like made up something yeah. that Giselle said that she literally didn't say. We, we need people yeah. doing more of that. I am such, and also yes, that like she called you a bitch. Well, I'm not sure about the bitch part, but I, I definitely think I'm like absolutely, <laughs> and not ashamed that like maybe I don't remember it correctly. Like she didn't even lean into like. I'm angry because that's definitely what you said. And we'll have to wait for the reunion to see the clip. She's like, no, I think so. I'm not, no, yeah, but whatever. But I'm, I'm sticking by that. I said that you said it. I'm right. not bothered. Well, here's the thing. What what works, What the, the reason all this works is because these women are not bigger than the show. Like these women right. came from just like, these women were actually just housewives. That's like why the original concept works. Yes. And yeah. that's why New York works because like yes. those women came from this place, yes. right? And yeah. that's why season one of Salt Lake City was such a success because no one in Salt Lake City ever thought Bravo would show up on the doorstep, right? Correct. That's the problem with Beverly Hills when when we have these seasons that are so non like nonsensical. It's because so many of these women really don't need to be here. So like, yeah. why do I care to get involved with like petty drama? Why do I care to go to the said dinner? You know. Also, they're they're always the ones most concerned about their outside of the show brand, and that's their greatest inhibitor. Uh, you know, I completely agree. In because in the end, they, you were on Housewives, and that's tainted you for the rest of your life. Yeah, like whatever the other thing is, but it's and it's also like the Beverly Hills like facade anyway has always been harder to pierce. Um, but it's like it's why the like lover or hater, the Brandy Glanville of it all, worked so well because mm-hmm. like in the middle of all that, she was like, I say what I say, and I'm also here to make good TV. And the woman is on 17 different reality brand shows. Right. She makes television. She's good at it. And she also, once again, needs to be there. Like, she, she's uh, got she's, she's trying to get paid. Understands the job. Um, but in Potomac, like, it's just such a full ensemble of well ex- of executors. Like, everybody fills a role. And, like, I just think of, like, the Ashley Darby journey from, like, how she entered the show to, like, the mother of two. 
Um, and continuing to like, by the way, I had a baby five minutes ago, but I will show up to make a dramatic moment and then go back home <laughs> to that baby. Like, I understand the job here. Right. She's great. She's great. We can't be mad at her. She's making, she's making and television. He, she's oh showing no, up to work. Like, people are like, ooh, I do or don't like. I'm like, I don't have a do or don't like about that franchise. I have a, that franchise makes good television and that is the only thing I need out of it. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely I certainly root for someone in a particular argument, uh-huh. but not about like their placement on the show. Right. And yep. I mean, three wick V one wick is like the most genius, like, like fight we have. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, the, the, like the broadness and insanity and absurdity of the smallness. I am here for that stuff all day long. You, like you, you can't, you cannot write the fact that like Wendy in the first episode went to Karen's home to get her advice on creating a one wick candle. And then yes. Karen invited Wendy to go to her getting the key to the certain County yes. um, uh, city yep. hall. And in that moment, she was like, this is the moment that I'll have Ray announce my three wick candle line. It like, yes. it's so absurd. Yes. It's ge- it's genius. Yes. Like I have a, pl- it's like the, the, the plotting on that show is so, so crude that it doesn't even feel, you know, like Beverly Hills problem was always like, we're producing behind the scenes and you can't always tell. This one is like, I have a plan and you can see it coming from a mile away and it's going to be hilarious when it drops. Yep. And I am fine with the <laughs> obviousness of that. I mean, where is Karen's makeup or what? Like that thing she lent her name to or the perfume, what was like? Ladam. Yes. But supposedly this is all related. I, of course it is. But I think it's also going to be at the opening of the Shibai Sheree boutique. Like sure. the, the, the like invented businesses are actually my personal favorite one. I would like to get my hands on a bottle of Ladam. Because she, well, she still sells it. Yeah. She's like in, isn't she like in Macy's? I think she's like in like store stores. I hope so. I mean, the other thing is I also always root for these like side businesses to like work. I mean, right, you bring so much entertainment. I, I root for every one of them to succeed in these schemes. Yeah, yeah, of course. And like, do we, we want Robin's hat line to be in, in, in a TJ Maxx. Yes. Of course. I mean, because just the photo shoot drama alone and having like the having to explain to Karen that like you didn't take a good photo, <laughs> like that level of like about that. The like petty truth of that, because we have all seen that. It's like when you take a group photo and one person looks funky, but you like post it anyway because everyone else looks cute. It's like that level of so real petty yeah. is so good. No, it's all it's it's genius. And I love that Mia runs like legit businesses and also showed up to be like, I will say whatever. This is hal-. like I feel like she walks into every scene going, I find this all hilarious. What yeah. are you doing now? Yeah, I I, I, I love that. I love the Mia versus Robin when she's like, how many businesses do you, who cares how many businesses people have? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Also, the way those women argue into places that definitely no longer make sense and continue, like they are the greatest and like a tornado, like a Tasmanian devil argument where like at the end, it's like, what are we even talking about? And we almost always arrive at the point where someone says basically that they're like, what are we even talking about now? Nothing. We're talking about Sing Sing. Like, there's no, there's no through line. The, the, wait, the follow-up to that where Karen, like, I mean, where, yes, where she definitely grabbed Sing Sing out of the wrong portion of her brain and literally she basically said, I don't know, the alliteration sounded cute. Sing Sing always makes me think of the producers. <laughs> sing, 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 sing. Oh, my God. What's that? There's some musical sing, 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 sing. Oh. Everybody's got to sing. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, well we we're cooking with like just the highest level of humor, the highest level of camp in Potomac. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all yes. everything. Um, yes. but, uh, I want to be conscious of your time, Emerson. And, uh, I want to say thank you for being uh, here. And I want to tell you like, not in a weird, awkward, desperate way. I will come back literally anytime y'all want. I will. Ha- I, I, will I want to have you back, uh, when Kix is here because I want her to meet you. Cause she would love yes. you. Um, and you have been such, this is also something we could say when we, turn the recording button off but this has been like so nice i really enjoy it well it's part of what i love about the like bravo fandom and what we and these reality things we all love i think it's the most when it like brings us us together as viewers it yeah. makes it fun it makes it that's fun. why we're here and we yeah. and i was just at therapy quote unquote <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like thank you and me as well i just used you as my free therapist thank you for talking me through this today yep, of course 
uh, uh, you can pay at the door with the receptionist. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Got great. It. Um, wait, before we let you go, though, plug all plug all the stuff. You got lots of stuff on the to plug. So I'll sit back for I a second. Do. At the moment, I'm actually in Dallas. My producing partner, Del Shore, is the creator of Sorted Lives. Our last film was called A Very Sorted Wedding, and we are doing the stage adaptation world premiere in Dallas with the Uptown Players. Uptownplayers.org, if you're in the Texas. Uh, My parents should come. My parents will come. I'm serious. It's super fun. Uh, I don't know whether this is a plus or a minus, but since I was naked in the movie, I will also be naked on stage. That's either a selling point or a detraction, depending on your perspective. Both are acceptable. But that's my big thing. The rest of it, hit me up, DM me anywhere. I'm open to your thoughts and comments. Yay. And then uh, you follow me at the Tom Hamlet. Uh, follow Kicks at Kicks Hamlet. Uh, that's C-I-X. Uh, and follow the podcast at Dumpster Drive Pod. Uh, I did a lot of plugs before in the intro, so oh, wait, I won't no, say anything else. But what? These podcasters work really hard to bring you all this content. The best thing that you can do, one, is give money, join their Patreon. And the second one is write a review, give them five stars wherever you listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. It helps other people find it and allows them to keep bringing you the free content they bring you. It does. I do want to just have have you punch the free word one more time because it is free when you listen to this. And I'm happy to do it for free. But I also yes. would like to make some money every once in a while, right? And the reason that it is able to stay free is because of the people that support you on Patreon. And right. free subscribers can share the podcast and write reviews because that's free too. You are my new agent. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll say bye to everyone listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.